Salutations, Fartlet family, and welcome to another episode of the What The Fartlet podcast. We're now on Series 4, and since October 2020, Matt and myself, as well as our team, have been bringing you some inspirational chats with our amazing running community, and some assorted nonsense from us. Yeah, if you've never listened to us before, we've got a huge back catalogue of episodes available for free on Spotify, Apple, Google, or directly through our brand new website. Please do subscribe, leave us a rating and review if you enjoyed the show today. Now, alongside our website, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and we love to hear from you guys. If you've got any feedback, ideas, or just fancy a natter, then find us, follow us, and come and have a chat with us. All the links are in our bio. Our community challenge is back for Series 4, as Rob, myself, and Editor Jack lead a team of runners to take on fun challenges and bank the most miles to be crowned champions. 140 people are taking part, but we always welcome new faces. It's free, it's fun. So hit us up if you want to join in. And last but not least, we are supporting Prostate Cancer UK as our charity of the year. Please help us support the amazing work they do by checking out our Just Giving page and donating if you can. And with that being said, oh, go on, mate, you can do it this time. Really? Yeah, you've earned it. Get in. Hit the music. Are you alone, groupie, and are you enjoy your run? Back to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world that finds that run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in your tail. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the world that finds that run community. Welcome to the world that finds that run community. What's happening, everyone? I'm Ben. The ultimate fledgling runner who always has some form of injury. And I'm Roberto, your neighbourhood friendly strider man. Coming real soon is a brand new concept for running podcast. That's right, my brother. The Cool Runnings podcast will be blending the world of running, real stories, and music together in one place, providing you with nothing but feel good content. We also have some wicked guests lined up along the way, will be incentives for you to get involved. Stay in the loop by following us on Instagram and Spotify at Cool Runnings Pod. Until then, keep it real. Hey, Matthew. Hello, Rob. I've got a question for you. Go on. It's a bit of a thinker, though. You ready? Go on. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? I don't, I don't know. Tentacles! <laughs> oh, dear me. Ten- tentacles. I, I get it, I get it, I get it. Ten- tentacles. It's like... Oh, oh yeah. It's a play That's... on words, Matt, because you've got... Octopuses have... Tent- octopi. Yeah, yeah, I, so I get it. Tentacles. Yeah, I get it. Tentacles and tentacles. But it t- you tickled them ten times as well. <sighs> this is almost as bad as a tractor one. Sorry, I mean, the attractor one. Attractor? Mm. Uh, it's not. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 4, Episode 10 of the What The Fault Podcast. My name's Rob. And I'm Matthew. And we are nearly at the end of this series, aren't we, Matt? Only three episodes to go. Three? Three and done? Is that it? Wow. I, I, we get a break as well, don't we? We're actually having two weeks off this this time, yeah. Two weeks two off. Two weeks? A whole two weeks? Wow. Mm. Annual leave, mate. Yeah, I mean, is we're going to be... Or? It is not paid now. Um, we got some stuff going on in the in the interim that we're going to be doing, but it's yeah, two weeks we're going to have. We're going to come back. Uh, I think it's like second week of October, but we'll firm up the dates and send them on to people. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere for long. Be back for your weekly fix of fart lecky goodness. 
But uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We've still got three banging episodes left, Matt, including this week. Why don't you tell everybody what's on the show? Yeah, obviously, we're going to have a bit of chat about how our week in running's gone. Uh, chat with Henry Ainsley, the Bearded Runner UK, Summer Showdown, and thank yous as well. Don't forget the roll call. Oh, yeah. I'm keep roll calling, 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 calling. What? What? Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good week. I'm really excited for it. I'm excited for Henry's chat. Uh, before we get going, though, my friend, how's your week been? I'm not actually seeing too much of you this week. I know, because you pissed off to witness again, didn't you? I did. I'm sorry, mate. I missed yeah, you, though. You said you were never going to do that ever again. And you I know. And I, again. Two weeks later. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was thinking of you the whole time, if that helped. Okay. The, the whole time? The whole time. Oh, yes. Sorry. That makes so- me happy. Sorry, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Sammy, too. <laughs> um, how, how's your week been then, mate? How's the running been going? Because you've been finding another gear, haven't you? You're, you're, you're kind mm. of close to being back on track, I think. Yeah, I, can't, I, I am. I've, I've not done many... Uh, I didn't do many runs last week. I, I did a fair few bit of walking. Fair few bit? A fair few bit of walking. Yeah. Moron. Start again. <laughs> I did a fair bit of warning. Is that better? Yeah, better. Yeah, yeah I did a fair bit of walking. Uh, managed to get like 30-odd miles in. Um, did a 20-mile run uh, yesterday, which was Sunday, uh, for my long run this week. And then at the end of the uh, at the end of the run, sorry, the, the night before the long run, I got a, a phone call saying, can you referee me tomorrow at 10 o'clock down on the field near me? Near me. Yeah. And uh, Easy money. Like, yeah, easy, easy money. But obviously, I'm running 20 miles in the morning. So uh, I said, that's I might be able to, I said, but I can't guarantee what time I'm going to be back. He said, well, if, if we delay it and stuff, are you going to, we, we, do you think you'll be all right? And so reluctantly, I went, all right, yeah, fair enough. So I ran the 20 miles, come home, had a quick bath, and then straight down to the fields and, and <laughs> refereed a football game as well. Oh. So I ended up rocking like 23 and a half miles for that for that day. So uh, time on feet and uh, legs are feeling good, calf's feeling good, uh, yeah. Achilles is feeling good. So, uh, yeah, all, all positives, I think. Very good, mate. Very good. No, I think you're smashing it, to be honest. I think you get into a point, aren't you, where it's... And we said this last week, where it was like, yes, you've missed a few weeks of the training block. But ultimately, if nothing else, when you're in a marathon training block, if you hit those big long runs and you hit them without hurting yourself, then uh, you're probably setting yourself up for for success or at least being able to get around the thing. So I think the fact that you've managed to hit an 18, you've hit a 20, you've done a 16 as well. We've got a couple of long runs still planned, me and you, before... October the third. Um, I think you're gonna fly, mate. I think you're gonna absolutely yeah. yeah, I think like like I say, it's just getting the long runs in, and that that's what I changed my plan to. Obviously, I wanted I wanted to try and get my, my PB and stuff, but through injury and what what's gone off, I thought just just get these long runs out of the way, get time on feet, and uh, and it should stand me in good stead to get me around uh, Chester in a, in a few weeks' time. So yeah, it's all yeah. looking promising, mate. Definitely, mate. I think you're gonna smash yeah. it. Uh, thanks, man. How, how, how was your week, being, mate? Yeah, a uh, bit of a weird one to me, and, and not like a, a bad one by any stretch of the imagination, but probably worth going into the the, the, the next segment that we talked about. The two probably segue quite well into each other, because we did a bit last week, didn't we, on anxiety and running, and mm-hmm. how anxiety can, can impact you on in running, and subsequently how it can then bleed into other areas of your life as well. Mm. And, uh, and we got some really positive feedback from it which was very very heartening to hear and thank you so much to the people who did take the time out to send us a message and say you know what i listened to that and and, and it, it hit home with me 
Um, because probably having that conversation, and we'll go into it a bit more in, in, in detail in a minute, um, is probably what saved my run on Sunday. So, mm. and I wanted to, I wanted to come on and tell the story of it because again, I think that people may find themselves in a similar situation sometimes, and you also may find yourself in a situation whereby um, it this happening or something going wrong to this extent can absolutely derail you, mm. and it would have derailed me in the past. So my long run was, it was 20 miles, right? Mm -hmm. Which in itself is the longest run that I've undertaken of this plan. And probably the longest run I've done since I ran Paris Marathon. In fact, definitely the longest run I've done since Paris Marathon. And that was two years ago, two and a half years ago. And, uh, but the kicker on it was that after 10 miles, I had to do eight at marathon pace. Mm -hmm. Now, I've not done a lot of running at marathon pace, if I'm honest. You know, it, the, the stuff that's kind of fallen by the wayside with life, yeah. it tends to be, I'm hitting the long runs, but those kind of like, I might miss a speed session in the week or one of those tempo runs, or they're the ones that have fallen away a little bit. And whilst I know that running eight miles at eight minute 30 is well within my wheelhouse, there was a fear factor of, can I do it after 10 miles of mm. running? And, um, the answer was no, I couldn't. Frank, being dead mm. honest, it was no, I couldn't. So I ran my ten miles. It was super comfy. It was enjoyable. I was fueling. It, it was it was fine, and the pace was good on it. It was what I expected it to be, even not a bit quicker. And then I just upped the pace, and I did five of my eight at marathon. Yeah, I saw that. And good, good running. And it was just thank you, but it was just it was harder than it should have been. And mm. all I remember thinking to myself was. If this is this hard now, how can I do this times five Right. in four weeks' time? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's the adrenaline. Yeah, there's four more weeks of training, but there's tapering. But, God, how am I going to do it? But I stuck with it, and I got through mile six. And as I got to mile six, the only thing I could compare it to is a car and not petrol. I said it a couple uh. of times on my socials. I just – and I was coming down a hill as well. It was downhill. And I was coming down this hill and I just slowed down, slowed down, slowed down, slowed down, slowed down. And then I just stopped. Wow. And I just thought to myself, shit. Bless you, man. Shit. And you know what? And, and this is the, the reason I'm telling this story is because had we not had the conversation we'd had and had the people who messaged me not messaged me. So thank you to all of you. This probably would have been a moment where I spat my dummy out. The toys came out of the pram and I thought, I can't do this. Mm. But the great thing about being self-aware, the great thing about understanding your why, like we talked about, and understanding these feelings that go through through our head and, and, and these negative um, things, is that you can come to realise that in reality, changing your expectations is a perfectly valid, reasonable and often quite strong thing to do. Yeah. So my conversation with myself in the two, three minutes I was kind of stretching and uh, at 16 miles and, and thinking what happens next was just, OK, so what if I just don't run quite as quick at marathon? Mm -hmm. How about if I just slow down by 30 seconds a mile? Yeah. See how that just feels. Move the goalposts a little, a little bit. Yeah, because why, mm -hmm. yeah, why, why not? Because Because what happens if I don't run that original goal pace? And why did I pick that original goal pace in the first place? Mm. Just a number out of the sky, man. Yeah, yeah. 
you know? Mm. So I think for me, it was a really affirming kind of representation of how we we need to just not take the destination as seriously because yeah. otherwise you're not going to enjoy the journey. And I'm seeing a lot of stuff about people being burnt out and tired and struggling in marathon plans. And yeah. oftentimes there's mitigating circumstances, there's factors for that. But at the same time, could you take pressure off yourself, hypothetical yeah. person who I'm speaking to right now, if you just took that pressure away of what you are aspiring to achieve? And whether that's yeah. a certain time, whether it's a certain number of races, whether it is just doing a marathon. It's not about in that moment making a decision because we've got all the endorphins flowing. We've got the negative and the positive energy fighting each other. But after you've calmed down and you've had a rest and you've had a bath and you're feeling a little bit more level, sometimes it's okay to reevaluate and adapt the plan. And that's exactly what I've done. My yeah. marathon my marathon uh, PB is four hours flat. Well, 3.59.59. That's nine mm-hmm. minute tens, nine nine minute ten miles. So yeah. why not why not just go for a PB? That's massive. Yeah. Just, just running a marathon is massive. Yeah. Do you know how many <clears> people <throat> in the world have never run a marathon? Do you know how many people in the world have never run a five k? A fair few. <laughs> fair fair few. You know, you know what I mean? So no matter what you're struggling with, whether it is to run a marathon at a certain pace, whether it is to do a certain time, whether it is. To, to get an ultra in or, or even if it is just something uh, that, that you may see other people doing and think oh god why can't I do it like just running a marathon or a half marathon or whatever it might be just remember you're there will be people looking at you thinking oh my god they're amazing I could never do that so yeah don't get down on yourself because whatever you have achieved and whatever you are trying to achieve is amazing and it will continue to be amazing, even if every now and then you have to take stock and just rethink the plan. Yeah. And that's, yeah, and, so, and, and, and sorry, I, I've gone off on a bit of one then, haven't I? It's all right. But uh, I mean, you, you'd had a couple of people reach out to you with, with a similar kind of story, hadn't you, after last week? Yeah, yeah. So obviously we spoke about the anxiety and running and, and missing out on things and, and how it can escalate. Um, and I, Karen from Team Matt uh, got, in, got in touch on our group chat and just said she, she's she's aboard the struggle bus. Um, mm-hmm. she's, so she's made the executive decision to, to pull out of the Yorkshire Marathon in October. Yeah. Um, I mean, she says she says she's run like 612 miles this year. She's com- completed her first ultra. Uh, done. She did the London landmarks, running around in a in a dog bloody costume. That must have been tough. And mm-hmm. and she's made the decision to to just you know take a step back and not put that pressure on her to do the uh, to do the marathon. Um, and so, what yeah. and what is wrong with that? Exactly. I mean, I mean, obviously, obviously, we want the miles for Team Matt, but everyone supported and said, "Look, that that's a big, bold decision to make, and, and well done to her for doing it." Um, and then she she, she says, um, "What were it she put? She put uh, sorry, not sorry." And then she used the hashtag "Let life get in the way." Cause oh. she, she, was miss, she was missing out on on, on parties and uh, no family get-togethers and stuff like that. And oh, also. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love that as well. Um, also, Vicky Davis, she 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 echoed what she uh, what Karen said, and she was going to miss a family get together uh, to go and do a seventeen mile run, uh, and and she she knocked it on the head because obviously what <laughs> missing out on memories and that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, it's like like a hashtag let life get in the way. We're, we're on that long run with Paul. Uh, my long run I did with Paul. 
the conversation got to uh, talking about Series 2 guest, uh, Matthew Pullen. You remember him? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthew Pullen's story. Uh, and he, he does what he loves every day, um, going through adversity, but he does it with a smile, doesn't he? He's just always living yeah. life and, and just getting on with it. Um, and we, we use that hashtag, Be More Matthew, and it, it's akin to that, isn't it? Yeah, so, agreed. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Be more Matthew and like and like like just let life get in the way. Don't miss out on big events. Don't miss out on parties. Change your goalposts if you need to. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, like like you've decided now to just try and go for a PB. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, when you when you had that minute then to think when you stopped at 16 miles, you had a, you had a few minutes to think. Did you set off and feel comfortable running the pace you, you went off? Because you, you finished the 20-mile run, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I, I did do 20, and no, I didn't feel comfortable. But that didn't... But in some ways, that was almost... That was my... That was my um, uh, mountain to climb then, because right. I'd stopped. My muscles had started cooling. Everything yeah. started swelling, uh, like it does. Um, mm. It was hot. I'm not making excuses, but it was very much like... Um, and then it was like... Because I still had that kind of... In my head, it was like, oh, God there was some negativity and what do I do next? But in my head, it was like, I still want to run a 20 mile run because yeah. you know, that, that would, that was the plan. That was the goal. So yeah, I set off and I ran four more miles, which, and, and also I'd burnt myself out a lot in that six mile block. I'd really yeah. exerted a lot of energy. So it was a very much, it was a tough one. I stopped and had a word with myself a couple of times in that second four miler. Um, mm. I came off the main road. There's like a, a path that goes up to a statue uh, in witness between witness and st helens and there's about two and a half miles of of like pathway to get to right. it and i just i made a point i'm going to turn up that and i'm just going to go two miles up it and two miles back because i just don't really want to be around people and cars i just need to be with myself yeah. um and i did and i did and you know i had a couple of moments when i was running where i was like i can't do this i'm struggling it felt like i hit, like it felt like at paris i hit the wall about 21 miles and it felt like that yeah um yeah. But I just thought about, you know what I thought about? I thought about every week you come on this bloody podcast and you harp on about all these things that people should do and try and give people all these ideas. Take the fucking advice yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was it. That was genuinely, and, and, and she won't mind me saying, Sammy's been having some struggles with mental health and with her running mm. journey. And I'm always talking to her about it. And it was, I thought of Sammy and I thought mm. of you guys, my fartlek family. And I just thought, take your own advice, put your money where your mouth is and just mm. prove, prove that you can. And for me, that then became the goal. All of a sudden it became, everything else became irrelevant because I knew how good I would feel if I nailed that four miles. And, mm. I, and I got it done. And I, I did. did, I felt great. And I made sure I focused on that positive. It wasn't about, oh God, maybe I won't hit 345. It wasn't about, oh, maybe I won't, it won't be as comfortable as I thought it was going to be at, at Chester. It was about, mm. in this day, on this day, I could have give up, and you know what? I didn't. You bloody didn't. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So, so yeah, man, just a, another good little conflab. I think it's, it's it's interesting to have these chats, isn't it? Particularly when we're both going through marathon training, and so many people are with those autumn marathons just round the corner. Um, mm-hmm. But the residing message from this one, guys, is just just don't don't worry too much about these things the 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 journey takes you down different paths sometimes and you can go with it or you can push against it but if you push against it you're going to find yourself struggling um it's not to say Mm. give up it's not to say don't try 
it's absolutely important that we that we put that effort in. But when it stops being fun and when your mental health is suffering and when, like you said, to Karen's point, when yeah. life is not when, when it's getting in the way of life, then there is nothing wrong with just reevaluating those situations and those circumstances mm. and just remembering that the accomplishments don't matter. Yeah. As much as the fact that you are a runner. We run, we, we run to make us happy we run for fun we run to challenge ourselves but none of that is more important than your own happiness and, Amen. It's, okay, and it's okay to reevaluate sometimes so that's our chat about that one hopefully people take a little bit from that um Oh, well, one more thing before we move on karen also said a few messages down she says uh she'll still be doing she'll still be in a, she will still be running Alton Towers, chasing us around there, which is going to be fun to see her there. And also, she said, I am still awesome, which she still is. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. She is. She is awesome. In fact, in fact, she's a different level of awesome because she's had that self-awareness, that self-reflection to go, yep, I, I, I need to do this for me. And fair bloody play to her. And to all of you guys, whether you're sticking with your plans, whether you're adapting your plans, whether you're changing your plans, just just you're all awesome and keep being awesome. And we love you lots. Um, and I can't wait for Alton Towers. Um, so with that, we should probably get on to someone who definitely is awesome, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew very little about Henry Ainsley, if I'm honest, yeah. for, um, uh, Attain re- reached out to me, who sponsor, uh, who work with Henry. And, mm-hmm. um, you may have seen, we've done the giveaway, the competition on the show, on the, on the social, sorry, for the running caps, which are very cool. Um, the winner will be announced today for that, so keep your eyes peeled um you probably will probably do it in the evening so if you listen to this in the morning get in get some entries win yourself a hat um but henry uh, is pretty special man he's a humble guy he's not big on his social media he doesn't have thousands and thousands of followers but he's been through a lot the fact that he's with us still is a blessing uh, he, he went through some dark times he'll talk all about that but what he's then gone on to achieve with his challenges and particularly the challenge that he's got coming up, which, again, we'll get into in the next next half an hour or so, um, is pretty freaking inspirational. Um, dead nervous coming on. Um, but I thought he smashed it. I thought he did really well. And uh, I'm just really excited to share Henry's story to let you guys find out a bit more about him. And I would implore you to please go and give him a follow. Send him a message. Let him know what you thought of it. And um, and help him on his journey because he's he's got a tough 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 bit of time ahead of him from a running perspective, but he's going to nail it. So, what do you reckon, Matt? Should we go and have a chat with Mr. Henry Ainsley, aka the Bearded Runner UK? Yeah, let's do it. Right then, you lot. It is a simple introduction today. I'm speaking to a man who has been through a lot and gone on to achieve even more. Having accomplished incredible feats, he's now focused on something even more awesome, all in the name of raising awareness for male suicide prevention. He often goes by the moniker of the bearded runner, but I'm going to introduce him as Mr. Henry Ainsley. Henry, how are we doing today, sir? I'm brilliant, thank you. Very, very good. Good, good. How's your day been? You been out for a run yet today? I've not been out running today, uh, been busy working, um, doing my carpentry, so yep. yeah, I've been busy running, um, it's, no, sorry, I'm <laughs> busy, busy not running, <laughs> busy, busy, busy not running, it's, uh, it's my day off today, it's my day of rest, um, I did uh, a lot of uh, half marathons last week in training, yep. so yeah, uh, today's my day off, and uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it, sun's out, it's beautiful, so yeah, Good. I'm enjoying my day. 
in a lovely part of the world you are as well, sir. Now, uh, and I was going to say, you're probably, given what we're going to be talking about in terms of the challenge you've got coming up, I think you need to take advantage of every single rest day that you get. But before we get into that, uh, I want to learn a bit more about you and your incredible story, Henry. So can you tell me a little bit, please, sir, about how your running journey started? What was it that prompted you to become the runner that you are today? So growing growing up, uh, growing up in an Irish family, uh, one of nine, the youngest. Um, I was schoolboy champion. Um, I was a really uh, good footballer. Um, we lived in we lived in a like I say we lived in an Irish family, and uh, when I got to eight, I uh, like I say I was schoolboy champion, and then sort of my my world fell apart. Um, I uh, we suffered really badly to the hands of, of my father, uh, abuse. And um, I, uh, I stopped running. I become very ill um, and then went through life, struggled through life, um, become morbidly obese um, and then got to, you know, in my 20s, had children, got married um, briefly, got divorced, was in abusive marriage. Uh, got stabbed, left for dead um, by my ex-wife. And then I I got to a point where uh, my brother committed suicide and my uncle committed suicide and I lost my sister-in-law from a brain hemorrhage all within sort of 20 months. Um, and, and what happened was my wife moved to Brighton with the children and I was living in Halifax uh, and after work every Friday I was jumping in the van and I was going I was driving down to Brighton every night every Friday night getting there early hours of the morning um, nearly crashing the car fell asleep loads of times in the van sorry on the way down to Brighton um, spent the weekend there and then drove back home and then basically uh, I um, I fell into a cycle of abuse where um, I started putting on loads more weight. I was I was just getting home. I was buying pizzas. I was sleeping in my clothes. I wasn't brushing my teeth, brushing my hair. And this went on for about two years. And uh, I I literally had a massive breakdown, massive, massive breakdown, where I was suffering survivor's guilt from losing my brother. Um through what had gone on when we were children. Uh, and I was literally not getting on with my wife. Um, and then I sort of got to a point where I had a lot of time on my hands to think about things. And I come to the conclusion, um, this went on for two years, I come to the conclusion that I'd be better off dead than alive. And... Uh, I did loads and loads of dummy runs to commit suicide. Uh, I got really to the point. And then um, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I, I, I'm going to use this word and it's the wrong word, but it was the word at the time I felt really selfish. And it's not, it's not the word I want, but it's the only word that comes into my head. Um, and then a little, a little, a little demon was on my shoulder. My father was on my other sh one shoulder who was, the monster in my life and my son who was at the time probably one of the best runners in England on, on, on my other shoulder 
and uh, I couldn't do it to him. I couldn't. I couldn't leave him. So I um, I cried for about two weeks, three weeks, and then I put a pair of trainers on. I'm sort of <laughs> I'm sort of compacting this as because because the the journey is so massive, and I started running. And I remember I, I, the hardest thing I found was to come out of out of the door and I call it now and when I train people I call it the doorstep challenge because once you get over that threshold of your door it's it, it, it's it's the change you make you start growing and evolving so I started running lamppost to lamppost and then um, I um, then I, I linked the lamppost up then I ran a mile and then I went to two miles and then went then I got to 5k and then I started I started believing in myself and all I can describe is and uh, and I'm sure a lot of viewers and a lot of people have been there I had the m- biggest lows gut-wrenching you know to the point where I just didn't want to wake up any morning because the lows in my stomach were so incredibly incredibly painful and I just willed myself not to live anymore and um, over the over, over the period of time that I was getting better, and it's probably a bit of a tangent this, but when people think you've had a mental breakdown, they think you're mental, and it's not the case at all. It's it's basically you have an overload of emotions, and they're normally negative emotions um, and negative events. And I just I was searching I was searching for reasons and searching for answers, and I just didn't have them answers, and I didn't. I just couldn't find them. And I, I, every day I'd go over the same, same conversations. Why is it happening? I'm a good person. I'm a nice person. I'm a giving person. Why is this happening to me? And then I started uh, ironing these peaks and troughs out. So if you think of mountains and crevices, I started flatlining them out where I started running and, and the natural endorphins started to kick in and, it's quite it's it's quite weird really because when I talk to you, I don't recognise that person anymore. That person's gone, and uh, I started, you know, feeling good about myself. I started losing weight, and I remember I remember going to the Great North, um, signing up for the Great North, and uh, I was I was what, 15 and a half stone and, I, and it took me two and a half hours to run round and I collapsed at the end. I was exhausted. Uh, I thought I was going to die. I couldn't breathe. You know, I was laid in, laid in the back of my van and I thought to myself, this is ground zero. You've now come to ground zero. You now can build from this. And um, so from that day, that was my, that was my foundation for building my castle and I started building and I started going out and I was running and I was feeling good about myself and I was starting to get better. And then I started to, um, I started to like the person and um, I started to, be, I started, the easiest way to say it for me is I was climbing my mountain and every day, every step was the step towards me smiling again. And this took three years, three years to get back from this. And I literally, 
Um, climbed, I climbed, I cried, I climbed. I had, I had big, you know, troughs. And I literally uh, just kept believing in myself. And, and I believed that I had just one belief when I was at suicidal point. I believed that there was no way further I could go, but only one way I wanted to go. And and I started climbing that, like say, climbing that mountain and every day got easier. And then I started to get shape. And then it, I always believed that things happen for a reason. People started following me and people started believing in me and people started going, if you can be like that, I can be like that. And um, for me, it, uh, it was very empowering. And what I did was, I joined, I joined a group of men in a gym and it was literally millionaires, uh, bodybuilders, and it was a closed gym of six men. And it was a nine-week course. And um, I walked into that gym out of shape, but when I walked out of that gym, I walked out as a person that everyone wanted to be around because everyone felt balanced around me. Mm. And... Um, it gave me that power to push on. And then I just said, I, I, uh, I'm sort of going off on one now. It's all right. No, 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 carry on. I, then then I, was in, I was in an abusive relationship and I was made to feel like, I'm going to use this word, made to feel like shit, you know, couldn't get clothes for me, you know, no one liked me, you know, no one wanted to be around me. I was a nasty person. And one day I just packed my bags and I broke that cycle of abuse. And I just said, enough's enough. And um, I, um, I packed my bags and I went. And it was the hardest, hardest, hardest thing I've ever done in my life. But I knew I had to do it. Because I had to, not that I ever left them, but I had five children to, to that person for 22 years. So it's very, 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 because I was brought with old-fashioned values. And... Uh, so going all through this, I started, and then I started saying, I said to myself, I'm going to run a mar half marathon every week for 52 weeks. And I was, was going to say, sorry to, uh, sorry to jump in, because that was going to be my next question, was, was when did that transition happen? Because obviously the start of your running journey um, was, was all about yourself, wasn't it? It was all about finding yourself, believing in yourself, learning to love yourself, I guess, in a lot of ways and, and believing in your own self-worth. And it's an incredible story. And thank you so much for sharing it with me. But at, at some point that switched and you looked outwardly, didn't you? It became less about saving yourself and it was more about, or at least it became in conjunction with yeah. supporting others, raising awareness. And this is where you started taking on amazing yeah. Uh, feats of endurance or an, an amazing feat of endurance certainly in your 52 half marathon challenge so um what what I, we'll get into the challenge itself in just a moment but what was the trigger what was it, that, it can you put your finger on what it was that made you realize okay i'm i'm okay now i've i've got enough in me to start looking at how i can how i can reach out and help others i think for me i think for me is anyone knows me knows i'm dogmatic and i won't be beaten and and I just want to tell you a little a li little bit about my mum. My mum my mum looked after nine of us, and 
she was an Irish lady and she, she looked like Princess Diana, but if you crossed her, you knew you were in deep trouble. Uh, but she was such a lovely person. And, and I remember her, she fell down some steps and she literally had, she was given two hours to live and she lived. Um, and this is my motivation. She lived for a year and they said she won't live. She said she won't come out of the operation. But she lived for a year and they said she wouldn't walk and she walked. And I always remember going to the hospital in Leeds and she was laid in the bed and she looked up, opened her eyes and she said to me, she said, you were doing what you meant. I mean, I mean I'm nearly crying now because it just brings back a memory. You, you are meant to do this. This is, this, is you, this is your calling. You be who you want to be now. You be who you can be. And, and I think for me, I think for me that, that my mum's belief in me and, and, and people, you know, you've got to realise on this journey, there's been a lot of negativity, a lot of negativity as well as, you know, not nowhere compared to the positivity, but you always get people, you know, oh, I can run 54, whatever. I can do this. I can do it in this time. But what people don't realise for me, this is not about me. I'm just a vehicle for the journey. And, and, and basically what I want to show people is, is that everyone can do what they want if they step outside their comfort zone. We're all capable of doing much, much more. We've just got to believe in ourselves. And when I start believing in myself, I become really powerful. And it were almost, um, people were messaging me on a day-to-day basis, you know, the day you put your head above the parapet was the day you made a change. And for me, this was just like this was just like adrenaline shot, you know, into my arm. I'm I'm doing this for a reason, you know. Mums and dads who had lost their loved ones were messaging me and saying, "You are the link between my son. You're the link between my daughter. You're the one that makes everything everything uh, right, okay for us, you know." And you know, and and just. To, to have a mum or a dad walk up to you and cuddle you and just walk off is incredible. You'll never, ever feel an energy in your life like that. And do you know what I thought? I, I thought to myself, um, I have a saying, I don't fear death, I fear not living. It's good. And, 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 and for me, for me, it's not about money, it's not about fame, it's not about... Henry Ainsley, someone said that to me, you know, you, you know, you take, you're very shy in what you do. I said, because it's not about me. It's about, it, it's about me showing people that I can come back from ground zero and I can, I can come back and I can be tangible. I can, people relate to me. I'm not a cardboard cutout that's been rolled out to, to sell a product, you know, and, and what people don't realize for the last two years, I've worked seven days a week to take this project on. And this project's cost me, you know, a, a lot of money. But that, that's irrelevant. But I, I've not had anything given. It's all been a struggle. But do you know what? While I've got breath in my body, for me, this is my vocation. And I don't want that to sound airy-fairy because I, I don't, you know, people say, you're amazing, you're this, you're that. I'm me. That's all I am. I'm just me trying to spread and trying to help a little bit. That's all I am as a person. 
And I, and I certainly think you are amazing, sir. And you talked about the challenge that you've been working for two years for, and we're going to get onto that in a minute because I really want to talk about that. And we could, but we could go on for hours and hours and hours with, I'm sure, the stories that you've got. But before we get onto the the upcoming challenge that you have, you did mention the first challenge that you that you undertook, the 52 half marathon challenge. Um, in a real whistle stop tour kind of way, is there anything that really stands out from that journey? Any memories that you've got? Any stories that that really will be with you for the rest of your life oh yeah massively loads loads but I'll probably a few of them you know I went down to Portsmouth to run a half marathon with three girls I met who'd lost their friend and uh, I ran the half marathon with them uh, become life friends with them now but there was a man stood there and he probably six foot eight and he just stood there and he looked at me and I said are you okay he said no I'm not actually he said but I just want to thank you. I want to say thank you from my son to you. You know, thank you. Thank you for caring. And do you know what? I, I, I could roll out this conversation for a thousand, you know, you know, people message me on the half marathons, you know, um, an actor messaged me without you. I wouldn't be on this planet. You know, it, it, I, I can go on and I can go on and can, you know, you know, people like Dan Lawson, the ultra marathon runner, I said to him, you know, world record holder for Land's End to John O'Groats. I said to him, thank you for letting me run, Weir. And he said, this is the words, and for me, this means a lot to me. He said, he said, no, thank you. He said, I run. He said, you change lives. He said, you are more than I can ever be. And, and for me, that was very, very powerful for me. Yeah. Uh, tell, tell me just a little bit about, because um, it is, you, you run... Um, uh, in, in, in honour of the, the memories of the people that you've lost, you run um, in, in the name of raising awareness for suicide prevention. Um, just talk to me about some of the causes that you, that you uh, the charities that you work with directly, causes that you support. Uh, how, how does that all work in, in, in your journey? So I've been doing a lot for Mind and Andy's Man's Club, yep. which, which was based in Halifax. It was born out in my hometown. So the 52 challenge was, was money I raised for them. And uh, I'd, I'd ra- on the 52 challenge, I, I raised £7,000. The money was hard coming in, but the message was powerful. Yeah. People didn't really donate. They didn't really get what I was doing. But I, I think it was more the suffering. The suffering, did, you know, the suffering don't tend to give, which is fine. Uh, and I, w- I started off thinking I were a failure because I wasn't earning enough money. And, and, my, and my friend put my radar right and he said to me, he said, listen, he said, it's not about the money you raise. He said, it's about the story you tell. And uh, he said, you've saved many lives. And he said, you know, you're probably more productive than most people. Mm. And, and then, uh, I, and then um, on the next challenge, if you want me to go into the next challenge, we've partnered up with the Jetson Trust. So the Jetson Trust are... Um, a charity born out uh, in my from a guy from my hometown lost his uh, brother who was a Commonwealth wrestler to suicide and and I just thought the Jetsing Trust do numerous things if you need a a, a ventilator they'll go out so the Jetsing Trust are 100% back into the community charity so there's no administration costs Whatever we earn goes back into the community. Right. So, so on this challenge, we we my next challenge we're taking on, 
we're wanting to raise a hundred thousand pounds so that we can so we can get people trained up um to speak um and we also want to put a buddy bench in more or less most towns in England. So if you're feeling down this bench will be a certain pain and if you sat on it then hopefully people will realise that you may be struggling and come and sit with you. Right. That's a well, concept. Yeah. I and love the it. and the challenge is called mending fences. And and this is my it was my concept by mending fences with, with you know helping there's not really nothing out there for a mum and dad who's lost their loved ones or it's, it's very, very minimal. Uh, so the mending fences w- was basically my concept with me being a carpenter. We're going out and creating that bridge to, to loved ones who've lost their, their loved ones. Yeah. Amazing. So great, great charity. I, I just wanted to make sure we were emphasizing that because you're talking a lot about all these people you're helping and it's amazing these stories, but I just wanted to add some context in and, you know, I do find it absolutely baffling that you'll sit there and say, I was disappointed that I'd only raised £7,000 because it's still an incredible amount of money. But I agree with you, those stories of the people that you're helping and the people that it's resonating with, and hopefully maybe this conversation is resonating with some some other people that might be listening to the show today who may have been feeling low, who may have been struggling, who may have lost somebody themselves um, or be contemplating um, dark thoughts themselves and, and hearing how low you've been and how close you were and the amazing things you've got on to achieve and just the positive attitude you have. I'm hoping is really going to hit home with with a lot of people. Um, let's move on to this challenge then, sir. Let's talk about the 32 marathons in 32 days, which starts on the 20th of September. So very, very soon. How are you feeling about it? How did it come about? Tell, tell me what's going on, man, because that's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, as I said in the 52, I mean, I briefly touched on the 52. I didn't really say... So when I did the 52, I wasn't really in the shape that I thought I was ever going to complete 52. But I remember coming to the first one and it was in London and I did it and I thought, how am I ever going to ever, ever going to do another 51 half marathons? Well, the long and short of it is, is every week I got better every week and uh, I ended up running some incredible times uh, just by being there and doing it and, and keep on doing it and keeping training and eating the right food. Yep. Um, and then someone said to me, what's your next challenge? I said, tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to run John O'Groats to Land's End. I'm going to run 900 miles in 32 days. And they went, you're off your head. You can't do it. It's a big step up from, because I'm not <laughs> saying 52 half marathons, 52 weeks isn't incredible because it is, sir. But that is still a long stretch from just, that distance in 32 days, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. But do you know what? I think I think I said at the beginning, once we start believing ourselves and we, we start opening up to what we're capable of, you know, and, and I'll give you a little sort of, do you know, do you know what? And I've always said this, and this is what I use to people. Do you know if, you, do you know if you've seen someone under a car or your child under a car? We've got an inner strength that we could pick that car up right? If, if that child wasn't under that car, we wouldn't have that inner strength. It's almost, it's almost tapping into that inner strength in that belief yeah. in what you can do. And as humans, I think, um, I'll take a quote from Elliot Kipchoge. He said, as humans, we are not limited. 
And, and, and I use that now and I firmly believe that. And I firmly believe that if you have a positive mind and a positive mindset and you believe in what you can do, you can achieve anything. It's been proven. It's been proven by people who've got no legs, no arms, right? And if I cannot, if I cannot get out there and do my best, and the only thing that's ever going to stop me is, what if I die or, or two, <laughs> I, I can't walk? And, 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 and for me, this journey is, is just, this is 32 days for me to spread the message all down the country. And I want people to get behind me. And I want people to come out. And do you know what? I've grown my beard and my hair for 32, uh, sorry, for two years now. I've not had a trim. I want people to come out, as in the Forrest Gump film, if, if they can run a mile in 20 minutes, come out. Come and join me. If you can walk, if you're in a wheelchair and you want to be pushed, come out, empower me, inspire me, give me the energy and give me the belief to, to you know. And do you know what? If I can, I'll turn around, I'll run the other way. You know, I will, if, if people keep challenging me and people keep needing me, I will keep, I will keep doing what I'm doing. You know what? And I am in absolutely no doubt, sir, that you aren't going to finish this. <laughs> I think you'll be crawling if you have to, to get to the end of it. Interesting point you made. I'm going to give all the details about your website at the end, but if people want to see the route that you're running, that's on the website, isn't it? If they do want to come and join you. It's on the website and it'd be a live tracker. Right. Okay. So, okay. Any town. And, and if people do want to come along and run with you, is it best to, like, get... Have you got people to get in touch with, like a team, or is it just a case of just rocking up and trying to find you? Do you know, you know the best thing is, is with the live tracker, they can go, right, he's starting there at 8 o'clock, I'll come and run five miles of him, I'll yeah. come and run the last five miles of him, I'll come and have dinner with him, you yeah. know, I'll come, I'll come and have a brew with him. This is about empowering the people of England to, to fight back and realise that, you know, if we all come together and we all share a story, then, you know, a, shory, a story shared is, you know... A burden halved. Burden halved, absolutely. You couldn't say, you know, better. And I, what I say to people is, and, I, and this is the easiest way of, of describing this, I always give people a bag of balls and I say, throw them up in the air and close your eyes and try catch everyone. And they say, I can't do that. I said, but that's what you do with your life. And they go, all right, I get it now. I said, catch the balls that you need to catch. You know, the brush your teeth, get yourself up in the morning, brush your hair, you know, look in the mirror and go, I like you. I like that person in the mirror because that's the hardest person to satisfy is the person in the mirror. And when you can do that, no one on this planet can touch you. Amazing. Amazing. I agree. I agree 100% and it's the hardest it's absolutely that that our biggest critic is ourselves. Um, so tell me a little bit. Uh, we could go on for hours and hours, man. But we've only got a certain amount of time. But tell me a little bit about the about uh, Run for Beard. Tell me a bit about the virtual run. So Run for Beard were born out by people messaging me, going, "I want to run with you, but I can't get on the route." And I said, "Right." So, um, so we've created a virtual run where. This is not about runners. This is, again, what we've talked about, getting out. You can run, walk, you know. We had people in wheelchairs, uh, people with prams, you know, people who say, I can't run. I said, listen, come along. No one's going to get judged. You know, we we did one on Saturday where 22 ladies turned up in beards. 
So Amazing. what we do is, uh, if you sign up to the Run for Beard uh, Challenge, you get sent out a ginger beard like mine and a medal. Yeah. And uh, basically, before you run or after you run, you uh, you can have your beard on and you can go over social media and say I support the bearded runner, and uh, you know I'm behind him. And and it's really good because what we do is there is we create a different platform where everyone might know 500 people uh, and all of a sudden then 500 people go look what this guy's doing and all of a sudden you know the country's going to know what I'm going to do spread the word spread the word and hopefully we can do a little bit of the same so if people want to uh, get involved in the same way they want to do it virtually because they can't do it in person with you then that's again there is a dedicated part of your website um, uh, which which covers off the, the virtual, the run for beard stuff, isn't there? So um, tell me a little bit then, and you probably don't know, to be fair, this is a difficult question to, to kick on to now, Henry, but um, you've got 30, you're staring down the barrel of 32 marathons in 32 days. I can't imagine you're thinking much beyond that, but have you had any ideas, any inklings of what the next challenge might be, of what the next goal might be, once you've got this one out the way? Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People think I'm a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> so it's either I'm going to climb Everest, mm-hmm. uh, not not nude like the guy because it's not uncool, <laughs> <laughs> or 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 I want I want to empower people to meet up somewhere. We'll meet up. It might be five or six places around the country, and I want to inspire people to either run a half marathon a marathon an ultra marathon a 5k a 10k and and what i'll do is i'll come out and run with them and maybe we get five six hundred people i also want to run the alps i want to because my nickname's the mountain goat i love hill running yeah Um, so i want I want to keep challenging myself, you know. Some someone sent me a message and said running Land's End to John of Goats is not really original, is it? Pick mm-hmm. something original. And I said, There's 72 million people in England and less than a thousand have run it. Not many people have run it. Yeah, it's pretty original. You know? Sounds pretty original to me, mate. <laughs> so so yeah, I mean and and that's it for me. It, it's just about this journey. There's there's a lot happening. I didn't tell you that I was. I didn't tell you that we did a lovely piece with the one show. So we was on the okay. one show. So the nation uh, to say thank you for you know what I was doing. That that was very very good. Um, and 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 we got a lot of you know interest off that. And we're, we're getting interest all over the world now. I mean we've got a running group in America who a substance abuse running club, and I've just done a podcast with them. And I've just got number one listen to podcast on their on their group. Wow. So the message is getting out there and people, you know, people are recognizing it's very, very lovely to, you know, people run past you and go, go on the bearded runner, we're, we're behind you. You know, we believe in what you try to achieve. And and I think I, I put a message on my page the other day, you challenge him. I just put you challenge me and I'll do it. And I think that we might go down that road really because I think the running, we're going to do a lot more running, but I want to include, you know, I want to include people. Yeah. But, we, you know, like you said, we can talk forever. We've, I've got a project on at the moment where I'm starting, where I'm going to run it. I'm, I'm going to open up a soup kitchen for the homeless, you know. Because you, you haven't got enough on already, have you? <laughs> well, 
and we're also and we're also we're, we're talking about a concept at the moment where we, we're going to open um, an allotment up so people can come and grow their own vegetables and sell them and speak. But what I want to say in all this is, and we've talked a lot, you know, PTSD, mental health. I'm doing a lot with the army. You know, the army is going to be coming out and running the paras, the marines, the fusiliers. They're all they're all booked in to come on my runs. But in all this, this my journey was about male suicide awareness. And and what I want to say to your viewers and to the listeners is, it's become so much more than that. It's it's not just about that. We have so many ladies, so many young girls, so many, you know, young people messaging me. You know, I, I want to tell you a quick story, and it and it really is a good story. And um, I, w- I was going to Eastbourne one day, and I was sat at the traffic lights, and um, this woman wound a window down, and she said, "Excuse me," she said, "You've got a mighty fine beard." I said, "Oh, thank you." I said, "I'm right. the beard." <laughs> I said, I'm the bearded runner. I said, I run for male suicide. I run for PTSD. I run for everyone. She said, oh, really good. I'm going to start following you. And her son, she was taking her son to school and he was sat in the car. And she messaged me about an hour later and she said to me, she said, she said, do you know what? She said, my son, every morning, if I talk to anyone, he goes, why do you talk to people when you embarrass me? She said, he went to school and he was so taken by that conversation he got all his friends together and he said, we're going to do a challenge. We're going to, we're going to do something and we're wow. going to make a difference for charity. And do you know what? It, it made me feel like I was 50 foot tall, like I'd you had never, an impact on people. You never know. With great power comes great responsibility, sir, and you never know who you are influencing. Um, I think you're amazing. Uh, Henry I think you're an absolute superstar I think what you're doing is incredible and I think everybody needs to get behind you we as a podcast are certainly going to get behind you and we're going to be watching with vested interest on your journey encouraging everybody out there to get out and run with you where they can to get involved with the virtual running if they can't Um, and most importantly well not most importantly but equally importantly if they do have a few pennies spur to donate which can also be done through your website I've mentioned the website a couple of times that is the big runner.co.uk people can also get you on instagram that is at the bearded runner uk um anything else anyone else you wanted to shout out mention say hello to henry before i let you get back to your incredibly busy life what i want to say is you know if people can't afford to to, to, to give some money because you know it's hard times at the moment just send me a message or put a message on, on you know post me a message you know you know, make me realise that people out there and I am impacting people because for me, for me, the message is, is the journey. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, if I can, if I can empower anyone on, on your, on your show to, to go out and change their life, then, then, you know, go out there, you know, life waits for no one, get out there and make a difference. And do you know what? Climb your mountain because, what I'm going to say is my last thing is when you climb the mountain, all you see is a mountain, but when you stand on top, the view's amazing. So that's what I want to say. It, you know, go climb your mountain and stand on the top. I love it. I love it, Henry. What, what, what a line to finish on. Um, listen, thank you so much for your time. And best of luck with the 32 and 32. We'll be watching with absolute paramount vested interest. Um, let's, let's keep, let's keep close. Let's keep talking. 
Um, let, let's make sure we show Henry some support. And uh, yeah, can't wait to see you at the finish line, mate. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. The bearded runner himself, Mr. Henry Ainsley. What do you think of that one, Matt? Yeah, what a story. Coming up through all that adversity to uh, become the runner he is now and then doing the uh, the challenge that he's got coming up. That's amazing stuff. Yeah, I definitely agree. What what a great challenge. What a great message in terms of turning one's life around and focusing on the positives. And mm. he's got a great outlook. And uh, Henry was super nervous about doing that interview, but uh, I thought he came across really well. He really told his story. I think you should all get behind him. Give him a follow, The Bearded Runner UK on Instagram. And also you can get behind his uh, his challenge, which starts in just a couple of weeks at thebeardedrunner.co.uk. Donate if you can. Go and run with him if you can. Uh, we'll certainly try and get out, if at all possible, as he does his uh, John O'Groats to Land's End challenge. Um, so that was a good one, Matthew. Mm-hmm. We've got something else good happening, though, because it is hotting up, isn't it? It is, yes. Well, it is for you guys, anyway. <laughs> what, 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 what are we going to talk about now, Matt? It's the summer showdown. I really like that you slowed it down then, mate. Uh, yeah, I thought I that was that. Yeah. It did it for me, if I'm honest. It, it, <laughs> it, it, I am half-cocked. Um... <laughs> Uh, amazing so yes the summer showdown we are yeah. approaching the last couple of weeks of the summer showdown competition this is our most miles wins challenge where myself matt and editor jack front a team of all oh, about 50 people each to uh, run more miles than the other two and claim the title of champion for series four it's been a bit of a whitewash so far editor jack's team have run away with it uh, the jackasses but there is still all to play for. It's been a lot of fun. We don't know what's going to happen. This week could be a little bit interesting because I had my golden baton, which means that my team's miles were doubled this week. Uh, you're running yours this week coming, Matt, as well, the it week is, that we're yes, in at the minute. Right, yeah. Yeah. So it's all very, very exciting. Um, how are your troops feeling, Matthew? Are they uh, still feeling invigorated, energised, or is everyone kind of conceded that, that Jack's won this one? Not, not conceded that Jack's won it, no, but uh, we're, we're quite a way behind. We're still jeering each other up. Um, yeah, we're not we're not out of this yet. The race for second is still on. Yeah, agreed. And and I think it does become a little bit of a me versus you thing, doesn't it? But you never know. Yeah. They might all get coronavirus <laughs> and have to actually. <laughs> you That's can win. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, anyway, uh, let's let's get the uh, Mister Humility, uh, Captain Jack Sparrow himself. Uh, are you ready to be entered, Jack? I'm ready to be entered. Please enter me. How are you feeling today, sir? I'm feeling good. I'm better than I was last week, so I'm free from isolation as well. So got managed to get a run in this weekend, which was nice, and be able to see the outside world again. Yeah, yeah. Um, in that being said, then, are your guys starting to take a bit easy now? Do they know the wind's coming, or are they still, still, um, still a little bit nervous of people on their tails? Well, we are we're keeping our wits about us because obviously you two hadn't obviously you have now you but you hadn't used your golden baton mm-hmm. and obviously your miles haven't been calculated so we were keeping our wits about us we want to be able to win by a nice margin if we can um, so we don't want to rest too much because anything can happen I don't know your one of your guys could end up doing a 400 mile run because they just got a day off work or something. Um, so we've actually got one of our runners today. Dean is out running for 12 miles non-stop. He's got... 12 wait, hours. Four, 12 hours. Uh, he's got... F- 
He's going to 7pm, so he's got two hours left. Sorry, I had to count on my hands. I don't, I, I don't know why you made such a big deal about counting it up. This goes out on Thursday. It'll have been finished for three days by the time it goes out. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> oh, well, God. as we're recording, he's got two hours left. Right. Good. Good caveat. Right. OK, good. So I guess you'll know more. I guess you guys will probably feel a little bit more confident once the golden mm. button is done, isn't it? Once we know what yours is like, we feel a little bit more at ease. Hopefully we might feel more under pressure. Just mm. don't know. You just don't know. I think how, I know. But how do you think your guys have gone on then, Robin, with the Golden Battle Week? Uh, we've had a little bit of uh, of a knockback with it, to be honest. Because like, uh, so Neil Get Marshall is one, is one. Sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. Humility. Go on, go on. Neil Marshall's one of our um, one of our big mileage guys, and he he had to isolate all through Golden Battle Week. Uh, and it's not that it's just on Neil. Everyone's done amazing. A lot, lot, lot of people stepping up to like 20, 22 milers because we didn't really have any like ultra ultra planned or anything like that. Um, it was just more a case of it was now's kind of like vital week for a lot of people in the marathon training plan. So we just thought, oh, we'll pump for this one. Um, so I, I don't know, to be honest. I'm proud of them no matter what they've done. Some great stories. Everyone's stepped up, put it that way, whether you were a, a, you know, a 10 mile a weeker before or a 50 mile a weeker before you've everyone's put in a good graft apart from neil marshall who frankly has done nothing the lazy shit useless um, just enjoying lockdown prick could have bought, could have bought a treadmill neil marshall um uh, but no I, I don't know i'm interested to hear the scores but we'll uh, we'll see shan't we i i had thought this through because i thought my my biggest mileage week would be next week when i'm well sorry this week while i'm doing the uh, the golden baton thing but it's only a 16-mile long run at the weekend, isn't it, for us two? Yeah, it is, mate, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should use it in the first week, Matt, when some of your runners were doing, like... Yeah, All right, piss off, Jack. Yeah, what, 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 didn't you have everyone doing ultras in the first week, Matt? Why didn't you use it then? So, sorry, I think there's somebody at doors. Can you give me, give me two minutes? <laughs> right, OK. Uh, well, while Matt's sending to answer the door, we should probably find out the man with the plan, the man who has the answers, the real star of the show. Sorry, Jack. Can you give us a bit of a theme song, Matt? Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. Return of the step. Oh, yeah. Love it. Statman John. Hello, lads. How are we doing today, sir? Uh, it's been a bit of a tough week, I ain't going to lie to you. Oh, of course it has. What's what's happened, sir? What's gone wrong? Bit of an emotional one, this one, lads. Grab a tissue, give it a wipe. <laughs> Come on. Uh, wait, 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 what am I wiping? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was asking the same question. Your tear ducts, nothing what? else, lads. You are so rude. Behave you, Pre- <laughs> premature ejaculation. Right, anyway, sorry, Statman John. I've got a tissue. Tell me what happened. Uh, Jack, the uh, crow, is unwell. No. Yeah, he, he keeps twitching. One eye has completely sealed shut. Um, and he won't stop sneezing, which is a bit weird. <laughs> a sneezing crow. <laughs> um, uh, could he have COVID, Statman John? I don't know, but I've said to him, let's work on your bucket list and we'll do one thing at a time. So that's what we've done. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. Uh, it's just to hide the tears, that man, John. So what's on the bucket list? What have you guys been up to? 
Uh, well, this week, so we went to a farm. This was his number one. Uh, we went to a farm. We both sat in the chicken pen, dressed as chickens. Um, <laughs> we done that for for five hours. He loved it. He loved it. <laughs> Uh, a crow who longs to be a chicken <laughs> yes yes that's what we've done uh, there were children around they were giving us bits of chicken food um no one knew <laughs> <laughs> um have you got anything else planned for, for for the bucket list uh no we're gonna do one thing a week so i've got to find out what it is uh tomorrow but yeah it was all it was all good till i laid the egg that was a bit of a shock <laughs> Oh yes, master for <laughs> the punchline, Statman John. I love it. Uh, Statman John, yes. you spent your week with one Jack, but there's another Jack here. Yes. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Good. How are you? How's your uh, voice? Sounds better. Yes, very much better now. Thank you, Statman. I'm feeling uh, right as rain. Good. Good. He's on his he's on his best behaviour, isn't he? He's not he's not being he's not like peacocking at all, is he? He's just you you, you need to get in the inner circle now, Jack, don't you? I do. I'm running out of time. Have, We're have, on episode have, ten. Have, have you been humbled? Have you learned your lesson in humility to now accept Statman John for the overlord that he is? Yes, I thought Statman would like a bit of banter, but he's obviously not that way inclined. Um, and I think I'm slowly figuring him out, and hopefully I can impress him today. Statman John, Jack just said you don't like banter. I am the king of banter. <laughs> I was just like, maybe he didn't like my kind of banter. Maybe I had to tone mine down a bit. Maybe. Maybe I was, I was doing my banter too early. I need to be in the inner circle before I can premature ban, banter ban premature with Statman. Premature banter. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so Statman John, Jack wants to be in the inner circle. He wants to be trusted by you. He wants to be part of the gang. Do you have a challenge for him that might get him there? Yes, I hope you were revising after last week's tip. I've done my best. I've been in isolation, set man, so I've spent all week. Good. So um, are you ready? You uh, have to do an animal that has no tail. What I'm going to ask for is a sound of a wild boar who's woken up and realised his tail has fallen off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, camera on, he's laughing that much. <laughs> I, am so <laughs> I, th- I think I could be okay on this one. So, right. but uh, do I say it or is that too cocky? I don't know. So, where, before I had to go into isolation, when I was on um, when I was on Cub Camp, we actually went to a wildlife park and we saw two boars, and they were just waking up and coming out of their little hut. So. <laughs> But they did, did have tails. They did have tails, though, right? But okay. one of them was in a lot of distress, so hopefully that can help me. Uh, I really hope it can. So, um, uh, Jack, are, are you ready? Do you, want, do you want to hit us with your best wild boar? Could you count me in again, please? Yeah, I can. Um, we'll do some French this week, because I've not done French. So are you ready? Hit us with your best wild boar who's just woken up and realised he has no tail. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, deux, trois. <laughs> you sounded like a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I go well as a hoax. Oh man. Um. Well, uh, 
you got a wild boar waking up, but that was more realising he's lost a nail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gosh. The end and the tea, isn't it? He got mixed up. Mm, so, uh, it's quite weak. Sorry, Jack. Uh, four. Four? That's better than the one. Yes. We're on the up. You've been hitting consistent fours. You've got two weeks. You've got two chances left, Jack. I know. You need to pull your finger out. I know. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. You, you do. God loves a trier. Um, but he would love you more if you tried harder. Okay. Great. Thank you for the opportunity there, Statman. I'll speak to you uh, next week and I'll, I'll try to improve. Thank you. Uh, Statman John. Yes. Have you got Matt? Here's the theme song. Uh, dreams dreams <laughs> uh, Statman John have you had a dream this week oh I have are you ready lads born ready okay so there I was laying enjoying my day I was a four fingered Kit Kat <laughs> suddenly I look up and Kane West Kanye West came along <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he was clearly after a cheeky snack he picked me up I prepared myself to have a finger broken off. <laughs> but no, he just took a bite like I was a crunchy. <laughs> Animal. Unbelievable. I noticed the diamonds in his sunglasses. One was winking at me. It was at dancing and running mama. <laughs> then there I am playing around a golf with my good friend Finley. Uh we were tearing up the course. It was wild. I got a hole in one, of course. I go to retrieve my ball when suddenly the course turns into an inflatable at running with it 35. <laughs> I'm thrashing around, please wake up. But no, next I'm enjoying a pint of Bishop's Finger with Susan Boyle. <laughs> She was there and she was very proud of her new tattoo. It covered her whole naked back. <laughs> the centerpiece of the tattoo was a baby sunflower a baby with sunflower hair. The face of the baby was at gingerbread sirens. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up. And then you woke up. Absolutely yes. wonderful dream. Uh, Statman John. Um, these are getting a little bit weirder, aren't they? Have you thought at any point about maybe going to the doctors? No, I don't believe in them. <laughs> you don't, of course. No. You don't. You don't believe um, in doctors. Um, uh, however, uh, one thing I, I love the fact that uh, that your good pal Finley found his way into your dreams. Um, yes, yes. Good friend of the show and uh, a big shout out. I think I think we forgot to do it last week. Uh, Finley's mum's got married. Uh, mm. Big listener, big staunch supporter, Hayley and Emma uh, got married. Uh, loved seeing the pictures, ladies. Um, so huge congratulations to you, belated. And uh, and Finley, you've just made it into Statman John's dream, mate. Thrill. Um, congratulations, ladies. Just to let you know, I was there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Invited or just lurking? Always lurking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant uh, Step by John Let's get to business yes. Down to business He says uh, We need to find out What happened this week uh, Potentially 
I guess the last chance for anyone to really get anywhere near Jack. I used my golden baton week. There was a bit of a swing. There was a big difference in the miles already. He was miles ahead. So can you tell us a little bit about what happened last week? So it was um, uh, it was scavenger hunt week last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, do you want to tell us how the team's got on in scavenger hunt week first? Uh, yeah, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, Rob, scavenger hunt, 510 bonus miles. Okay. Mm. Matthew? 555. Oh, yes. You keep edging me out on these ones, mate, don't you? A few more hunters in the team. Yeah. And Jack, your team, Mm -hmm. 695. Oh, my God. That was a good one, team. I think the freewheelers helped us. A lot of my team found them. Yeah, we loved it. We didn't find any freewheelers. Right. Okay. Well done, Jackasses. Uh, True to form. Uh, okay, let's 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 find out what what were the actual miles then that the miles banked. Well, I am a man who likes to follow an order, but I'm going to me- mix it up here. Okay, Rob, mm-hmm. I'll do you last with the I, I, I don't know if I want to be done last, that man, John. Sloppy third. Mm. It's all anyway. right. I'm I'll stay uh, good and strong for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I'll start with you. You came in at two one three zero point seven five. Oh, that's not a bad uh, week. Good, 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 GB saw you come in at 3628.921. That's not got us anywhere near Jack, has it? Neil Marshall, I'm blame. I'm holding you personally responsible. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, can can we just appreciate the fact that our team came second again this week without your gun wrong button? I'm, I'm, I'm more worried about not finishing second now. It could be a (laughs) it could be a tight call at the end. We're coming for you. It's going yeah. to be interesting. This one's going to go down to the wire. What's uh, what's total scores then, Statman John? Total miles, Rob, 16160.82. Yep. Matthew, 13945.96. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jack, 18110.97. Okay. Oh, that's That's close. Mm. That's close. If Matt has a 2,200 miles or more, he's he's taking me, isn't he? Yes. Taking me good and hard. Not <laughs> <laughs> that 16 mile over we're on next week. I might do like another 16 on top of it. You're, you're going to warm up. <laughs> All right. Wait, oh. guys, guys, the other thing you've got to remember, there's also the park run stuff going on. There is. That's a good point, Jack. Yes. So there is. Bonus miles for offer over the next three weeks for everybody who does a park run. Uh, that's a good point, Jack. Um, so that's going to be added. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Good point. Well, let's keep fighting till the end. Rob Eds, Jack Astis, Matt Bags. It's been a lot of fun. We've got to start thinking about what the challenge, what we're going to challenge, we're going to do next series, lads. But until then, we've still got a few weeks to go. Still plenty to play for. It uh, looks like Jack's probably got the league sewn up, but. Me and Matt, we're going to fight till the bitter end, like we always do. What's the betting, Matt? We come within 40 miles of each other like we do every series. <laughs> yeah, like series two, yeah. <laughs> we're touching distances. 
touching cloth. Um, <laughs> uh, Statman John, thank you so much, sir. Good value as always. Um, we will see you next week. Uh, hope your dreams are wonderful, as always. Um, is Lou about to give us some info on this week's challenge, by any chance? Yes, I'll just go and get a see you later, lads. Drop. Hello. Hey, up, Lou. You're right. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Are you. Yes, yes, good. Thank you. A little bit. Uh, my golden battle week didn't come off quite as I wanted it to, um, but it happens. So um, yeah, we're just we're cracking on. And hopefully you're going to give me a good challenge that my guys can get plenty of bonus miles in this week. Mm -hmm. I have got a good one for this week. Uh, Before I give you it, I just want to say a shout out for the volunteering park run for Mm. myself. Mm. Over the weekend, that was all I could see on Instagram was people at different park runs. And um, yeah, that's you guys. So well done. It was great, wasn't it? It was really Mm. interesting people doing it. We volunteered at Widnes. Um, Jack, you were at Bogner Regis, weren't you? Mm-hmm. I Matt, was at Bogner. Boy, did you volunteer? I didn't end up volunteering because uh, something, <laughs> something came up. Well, <laughs> Donna had to go into work. Uh, if I, I realised, my son went to a, a football uh, practice thing and Poolsbrook Park is like two minutes walk away and I didn't even realise it was. So I could have probably volunteered there. <laughs> Yeah, you basically just hate Parkland, don't you? But that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I am volunteering next week, though. You are, mate. Yay! This week. Because where are we going this weekend? Milton. We're going to Milton Keynes. I thought you were going to sing I, We're Going to Ibiza by the Venga Boys. And I got disappointed <laughs> when you did. Hey. Oh, we're going to Milton Keynes. <laughs> oh, it's in the middle of England. <laughs> Oh, there's lots of roundabouts. <laughs> yeah. Don't you say that? I never saw many roundabouts when I went there. Oh, it's mate, like a joke. There's bang loads of roundabouts. And it's dead right. great. But the can park, you take, Willem Park's nice. Can, can you take me to them all, please, Rob? Uh, yeah, if you like, mate. I thought you had to rush Me and up. you can have a little roundabout tour. We'll, we'll do a roundabout tour. I'm always up for that with you, sir. Um, I enjoyed it when we did the roundabout tour of Sheffield, so why not do this? Um, uh, Jack loves roundabouts. Um, so... Uh, yeah, if anyone wants to come, uh, this goes out on Thursday, Saturday morning. We're going to Milton Keynes. We're taking over the barcoding area. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be a fartlek family barcode scan. So you want to come down and run. You want to come down and marshal. You want to come down and see us. We're going to have a little picnic afterwards. be a load of fun. There's going to be kids there. We're bringing our kids. We can't shed them. So don't feel like you can't bring your children. Um, we're going to have a good time, aren't we, guys? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Lol fest. Lol fest. Um, and of course, this week is early bird week, uh, which nobody's excited about. Apart from Penny, she loves oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, she does, doesn't she? I thought she's being—I I just assumed she was being sarcastic at first, but then. Wait, <laughs> are you actually? She actually does like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's dead into getting up early and running. Apparently. All right, I'll believe. I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, you can. You, you can say what you want, because there is no way she listens to this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and no. She somewhat passively, aggressively dislikes it. So, <laughs> uh, But that's fine, because we love her, can I? Uh, you keep being you. Under- Kenny underscore. Oh, don't forget the underscore. underscore. Yeah. Yes, um, so, yeah, that's going on. Get up before 6am for 10 bonus miles. Get up before 5am for 20. Um, Lou, what's next week then? Because I think it's a good, it's a new one, isn't it? It's not one we've done before. Brand new, never been done. I'm overly excited. I'm going to start with the hashtag, which is hashtag WTF Big Shop. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds interesting. 
Tell us more. What does that mean, Lou? So this is supermarket bingo. Yeah. Mm. Which is uh, pen and paper, Tesco, Sainsbury's, Aldi, Asda, Morrison's, Lidl, Waitrose. There are seven shops. If you get you get five bonus miles for each shop you see on a run and take a selfie out of, like in front of. Yep. If you get all seven, you get an extra five bonus miles. Oh, so 40 bonus miles up for grabs. Yeah, four zero up for grabs. Oh, I like it. Nice. Matt, are we going to start pl- are we plotting our long run on Sunday around? Oh, yeah, kind of. Just, 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 uh, be the week after. I think we've got 22 miles on. Mm. Got to get into town. Got to get into town for Waitrose, haven't we? Got to get to Sheffield. Yes. I'm we'll, a little we'll, bit we'll, lucky. Not down the, we'll not go down the trail then. We'll, we'll head into town instead. We'll go into town. We'll sort that. I love it. I love it. I love into it. Into town. Into town. And we'll go up to Ecclesaw Road. And we'll go oh. to Waitrose. Oh, we'll talk about Ecclesaw Road again. Oh, oh yes. Oh. That's where Matt got drunk, guys, in case you didn't know. Uh, <laughs> In case you didn't see the Instagram stories of him being a little fiend, um, he's I've just for got now. a question. Go on, Lou. Is yeah. there any Asda's in Milton Keynes? Because I haven't got any near me. Yeah, there is. Brilliant. Thank it you. Is it near William Jack, Lake? Jack, yeah. it doesn't start till Monday, doofus. Oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. It doesn't, does it? Well, Lou, I'm coming up to stay with you Monday night. <laughs> Okay. Then. Get my get the get the bedroom ready. No, no, it was really weird. <laughs> it, it, it was weird. it was really weird. <laughs> to this show. Uh, you can go in the shed with Statman John. Yeah. No, well, no he, he doesn't, doesn't like, like me yet. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like gonna say, yeah. You might not last the night, but. Uh, um, quick question: How yeah. do you actually say Aldi? Is it Aldi or Aldi? Aldi. Aldi. I say Aldi. Do you say Aldi? Is that yeah. a sort yeah, of thing? The shop would be Aldi and the car is Aldi, I guess. No, Aldi. Aldi with a L. Aldi. <laughs> yeah, but then how do you say Aldi is in the car? Aldi. Yeah, but that's got a, that's A-U, isn't it? Not A-L. Yeah. They sound what, the do same. you say Aldi? <laughs> <laughs> no, I say Aldi. Do you, do you know how to spell? Do you know the difference between a U and an L? <laughs> yeah, no, but you say both of them back to back. They sound the same. Aldi. Aldi. Nah. Um, Aldi, I reckon. Don't get me started on scones, pricks. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm going to tweet them, see if they would send me a voice message. Uh, I think they won't, but go nuts. Uh, right then, Lou, lovely. Uh, I am dead looking forward to seeing you on Saturday, my friend. Um, <laughs> looking forward to the takeover. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you for everything. And we'll see you next week. See you soon. Bye. 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 Oh, Matthew, this show's running along at a lovely pace, but why don't you hit me with a roll call? All right, partner. You know what time it is. Keep roll calling, baby. Keep roll calling, 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 calling. What? I yes. uh, I, I, I really hope, it's, this is my favourite bit of the show, I really hope that when people are running along um, listening to this bit, that they get as into that as I do, and they shout out loud uh, with no context for anybody running past them. Uh, they shout "What?" <laughs> alongside it. And, and if you don't, I would like you to start. And I would yeah. also like you to send me a video of you singing the roll call song. <laughs> going, what? And we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Imagine, 
Yeah, imagine sorry. running past a group of people and <laughs> that bit comes on and then all of a sudden you just go, what? And they'll jump and turn around. <laughs> I, would, I would love to see it. Let's see if I have the power to make people do it. By my point <laughs> alone, uh, please do uh, start and send me videos of you shouting what in hilarious uh, environments. But we've got some people to shout out this week. Matt, have achieved big things in their running journeys. Do you want to start? Yeah, can do. So we've got uh, runner.dean, Dean Wicks, uh, on Instagram, part of the uh, Jackasses. Uh, he's out today running this very second, uh, 12 miles, uh, 12 miles, 12 for 12 hours, not 12 miles. He's running for 12 hours consecutively uh, and he's doing it in memory of his dad. Uh, he passed away 12 years ago and it would be his dad's birthday on Tuesday coming. Um He's also doing it for Kidney Research UK. So if you want to uh, head over to his page, click on the uh, link and, and drop, you know, drop him a few shekels. I checked in with him not long since and he were up to, he was six hours in. And I think he was 33 miles, um, wow. up to 33 miles. So yeah, Dean Wicks, well done. Yeah, not great for uh, uh, Rob Eds and Matt Bags from a running no. perspective, but very impressive from a running overall perspective, Dean. So a big shout out to you, sir. Um, I want to call out two very, very good friends of the show. So uh, Leanne and Emily. So Leanne runs with heart and Emily's running journey. Uh, they banged out a half marathon together. Um, great to see them running together. So they're both jackasses as well. They're also part of a part of Runspire, um, coming together through Instagram, getting to know each other, um, uh, meeting up for a couple of times, and then running a race together. Absolutely amazing girls. You smashed it. I think they both said that the course wasn't the best. Um, however, uh, they enjoyed massively being able to run together, and that's what it's all about. In it, fart like family, um, running community all together. We absolutely love it. So well done, ladies. You've absolutely smashed it. And that, that's more jackasses doing bloody miles, isn't it? I know, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I'll tell you what, then, I've, I've got a map bag here. Uh, yeah. Andy Bradley. Oh, I love Andy Everyone Bradley. Everyone knows Andy yeah. We love, we love our Andy. Uh, season one OG, Andy Bradley. Uh, he's gone out again this weekend. You were, you was with him, uh, Witness Park Run. And he's smashed a PB out of the park again. Um, he's got a 20-27 Park Run PB uh, Witness Park Run this weekend. So, well done, Andy. Yeah, abs- absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, just just incredible, Andy. Uh, can't wax enough lyrical about him, especially after everything he's been through. If you want to find out more about Andy's story, season one, episode two, go back through the annals of what the Fartlek history, find out about his brain hemorrhage, find out about all the things he's overcome, and now he's absolutely nailing it. And I'll tell you what, I was marshalling at that race. It's a three-lap mm. course. It's not the nicest course in the world, and he looked so strong going round. Um, really, he's doing big things in the shorter distances at the minute, and I'm very, very proud of him. And then last but not least, MK Last, very good friend of the show uh, from across the pond, uh, has messaged Ooh. us to let us know that she has exceeded 400 miles uh, in 2021, uh, which she's uh, really uh, stoked about, she says, and then has translated that apparently is America for chuffed um, <laughs> uh, with the achievement. Uh, so big well done to her. Uh, may those miles continue to pile up for the rest of the year. Uh, you're doing amazing. Keep on going. And that, Matthew, that's our roll call. Yes. Well done, everybody. Uh, right, then. That's nearly us, mate. Let's, we're going to get out of here in a minute. Uh, what? Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to do a few thank yous before we do. Yes, we do. So thank you, obviously, to Jack for coming on again, I suppose. Uh, thank you to Lou and Statman John. Also, thank you to Henry for his uh, lovely chat, uh, his inspiring story, coming out of what he's come through uh, and achieving great things. Uh, thank you to Graham Lindley for the super awesome theme music. And I think that's about it, isn't it? Uh, yes, apart from just a shout out, our roll callers again. And, of course, our roll callers, uh, 
Leanne and Emily are members of Runspire. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, a lot of our listeners are member of Runspire. We have a lot of people who double dip between Runspire and What the Fart Like. I just wanted an excuse to say double dip, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but it leads us nicely on to who our guest is going to be next week, Matthew. Do you want me to tell you? Oh, yes, please. Well, you can probably guess because I've just name dropped Runspire. I'm not just talking about him for the sake of it. Um, it's one that we've wanted to get on for an awfully long time. It's the guy who started Runspire, Mr. Matthew Walters. So uh, they are, they, uh, you know what? It's. It, I think the thing with Runspire is um, great, great running group, great community feel to them, great message, great ethos. We like them a lot. A lot of yeah. people listening to this show are also a big part of the Runspire community as well, um, including Emily and Leanne, of course, who are roll called mm. this week. Um, uh, Lucy, uh, JP, a lot of really good friends of the show uh, are involved in the Runspire community, and uh, they are great. We've not had a chance to sit down and talk to Matt or to, to do any work together yet. We are keen to do some in the future. They've got big plans to grow. We've got big plans to support them however we can. Um, and, uh, and yeah, the amount of people that on interviews, even guests that we've had, that at the end of it have been like, oh, want to shout out Runspire that's the, yeah. you know doing the who do you want to shout out so they're definitely doing something right and it was a great chat nice laid back friendly informal one with with Matt before he watched the uh, Arsenal win for once actually in the Carabao <laughs> Cup. He's, he's an Arsenal fan unfortunately for him this season um but a great chat with a great guy and we're looking forward to sharing it with everybody nice one looking forward to that yeah, it's going to be a banger, mate, as we draw out Series 4. So we're going to get out of here. Just a few last things to mention. If you did enjoy the show today, please head over to uh, subscribe, wherever it is you get your podcast. If you're on Apple, do give us a rating and a review. We do appreciate it. we some really nice ones recently, very affirming. Send us a message. Social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're also on YouTube. And we have our own website, www.whatthefartlet.com. Uh, you can find out more about us. You can come and have a chat with us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We love hearing feedback, positive or otherwise. Constructive is fine too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we just want to keep on uh, delivering the things that you want to see. So do come and have a chat with us. Be- come be a part of our Fartlek family. Everybody is welcome. Um, if you want to give me a follow, of course, I'm at Little Runner Boy Rob. Yes, and I, I'm uh, I'm uh, Jake Penfield uh, running uh, underscore dot com. <laughs> underscore dot com. Oh, that's that's such a thing Jack would say. What a tip. Um, yeah, Jack. <laughs> and you're actually. I am at Matty Owls. At Matty Owls, and of course you can uh, follow Lou, the amazing Lou, at Sweatmuch. And uh, maybe we could try and convince Statman John to get a social media account. That'd that would be hilarious. That would be good banter, wouldn't it? Let's let's mm. see if we could twist his arm. Well, I don't think he has electricity in the shed to charge a phone, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, so that's about it from us. Uh, mm. Please do, if you're in the Milton Keynes area, come and have a run with us on Saturday. Just drop us a message and let us know, and we'll make sure we, we catch up and see you. Um, but until then, may your runs continue to be wonderful. And, uh, and I guess be excellent yeah, the excellent. Have a great week. We love you lots, and we'll let, we'll catch you on the flip flop. Kaka! <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you were going to bring it back. We're going to make it stick. Let's get out of there. Bye. <laughs>